Hey, pull up a chair. It's Hacks on Tap with David Axelrod, Robert Gibbs, and Mike Murphy. I can safely say, tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Okay, there you have it. Uh, Murphy and Gibbs. Uh, that was Nikki Haley. I thought she was running on the strength of being an accountant, but apparently not so good at the counting thing because she didn't finish second. She finished third. So I don't, apparently they, they didn't change her speech. Uh, she had the second place speech ready to go and they just didn't have time to fix it. Trump had the best possible night he could have had. He hit expectations or even arguably a little better, so he can historically say he's first person to get the number he got in the caucus. On the other hand, people who win the caucus often don't win, but he crushed. And Nikki, who wanted and needed second place to off DeSantis politically and double down on her motion in New Hampshire, got third. And then they didn't know what to do, so they roll her out to do a three-new-paragraph version of the big second-place victory, two-ticket speech, uh, and and kind of a clumsy pivot to attacking Trump. So, of course, my head exploded. On one hand, I'm going to have to listen to you guys for a minute and eat a crow burger on a pretzel (laughs) bun, please. I was totally wrong about turnout, which is what sunk everything else due to the storm. I should have known better when I was driving last night from Des Moines over to South of Cedar Rapids, Johnson County, and I will add that the caucus... Uh, precinct caucuses I was at, Trump lost both of them. I don't want to draw any direct connections, but I could only do what I could do in one county, Johnson. I noticed you hovering around the tally table there. Yeah, yeah. I, let's just say Flo has a new F-150. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they they don't know what to do. I still think she has a shot at New Hampshire, but if she gets an isolated fluke victory there and can't roll the table, she's toast. So you know, I don't think it wiped her out, but boy, they don't know what to do is what I thought last night. Hopefully they're reconfigured today. So she's got an argument now that she's taking to New Hampshire. She she included it in an, a new ad in New Hampshire and she twinned it up. Uh, she twinned up Biden and uh, Trump in her attack last night. But it's so it's so let's listen to that. The two most disliked politicians in America, Trump and Biden. Both are consumed by chaos, negativity, and grievances of the past. The better choice for a better America? Nikki Haley. I have a different style and approach. I'll fix our economy, close our border, and strengthen the cause of freedom. We need a new generation of conservative leadership to get it done. I'm Nikki Haley, and I approve this message. The weird thing about this is... Uh, I mean, what she's trying to say is you are you don't want either of these guys. We're sick of both of them. We want them to go away. And you got me. So go for me. And I, it's a play to independence. But she twins that she twins them up with Trump's qualities. Right. Because I don't think people think of Biden as vengeful and uh, all of that. She tried to ascribe Trump's qualities to Biden. And the whole thing was kind of awkward. And yeah. Kind of a process argument. Well, the, the challenge is, and, and Murphy hit this nail on the head, it, they don't know what to do. It's clumsy. And the truth is, this is just a manifestation of not knowing how to deal with or take on Trump 
from day right. one. DeSantis right. didn't know how to do it. He thought, you know what? I'll just try out. People will pick me as a better Donald Trump. They tried that for eight, you know, eight years ago in 2016, and it never worked. They didn't change your speech. The ad, I agree with you, feels it feels awkward and clumsy. And I just don't know whether you can turn from essentially barely mentioning Trump to being full frontal on Trump. Y- yes, it's a very different electorate, right? Far less conservative, um, uh, far less evangelical, far mm-hmm. more independent. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. She's she's certainly not building on any real momentum. The Iowa polling showed. Well, there's no real Nikki Haley surge. Yes, she's finished stronger than she was two months ago. But this notion that there was this stampede in the last month for Nikki Haley, I think she had as about as bad as night, a bad a night as she could have had. She finishing third, having Trump not just win, but crush everybody. I, I love the irony that he won 98 counties and lost the 99th, apparently by one vote. By one vote. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was in that county. <clears throat> yes, <you> got- <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, old, 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 old Floyd finally came through there and made the difference. Is that a ballot sticking out of your pocket there? I, I can't see. There's a piece of paper there that says ballot on it. I don't know what. Let me just say that all that cajoling, Chicago. all that cajoling about Chicago. Finally, uh, Murphy finally put it to I some use. I picked up a few tricks. I, I got to <laughs> plug one thing. I'm, I'm wearing black today here in morning, and, and you guys have been gentle. Thank you. Go to Substack, Mike Murphy One. I did a two-part diary of attending a caucus and everything that happened. I think it's kind of entertaining. We thought the black was uh, like a crow. You know why I'm not ki- I, I'm busting Murphy's balls on this whole thing? Why? Because I've said for one whole, I've said for a year that he's as smart as anybody there is in politics, uh, and I said for a year that he was uh, speaking from his heart and not his head, and I can't bust. A guy's balls who's got a big heart and uh, murphy wants his he wants the republican party to be the republican party he knows it's not that republican party right now it's donald trump's party and you can see it running through all of these entry uh you know entrance poll results i mean he dominated virtually every uh demographic and as i said on tv yeah he was playing all full Four Corners, which which happened in 16, too. No, those, those, that's the kind of thing. If you're not a romantic, you shouldn't be in politics, particularly now. And I still think she could win New Hampshire, which I predicted Trump could lose New Hampshire a year. But it won't matter if she can't run the table. So I'm more interested in what's going to happen the next week to start to move anything in South Carolina. Or she's cooked because we haven't talked a lot about this. But the calendar is pretty awful. Yes, because you've got a desert. If McCain in 2000, when we did the New Hampshire thing, if we had bounced, if we'd had the South Carolina primary 10 days later, we would have won. But but the Republicans there move it back, which could be a killing field or an expansion field for her. But then the whole, you know, it's bad until March. There are yeah. caucuses. There's just one one Trump riggable thing starting with Nevada in, in, in a row. So. I just don't see her having the chops. There was a path to second. That's the part here in Iowa that my brain got. But she just can't execute. And and she's she. you guys are right on the earlier point. The frontal attack on Trump doesn't work, asked Christie. But there was a, I was with Trump, I saw him go bad, and now the choice is me and Trump, and here's why me, not Trump. She right. never made it. She never had the guts to make it. Now she's trying to make it in the 11th hour, and the motive is clear. Wow, she's dying. She's trying 
Nikki Haley 3.0 now, and it just undercuts everything. So you get glibness with nothing behind it. You know, you've been saying it. We've all been saying it. She's not without talent as a politician. She's a good performer, uh, although she didn't earn the she didn't learn the art of developing material as she went along and their stuff got a little stale in fact you know in the late breakers uh, uh she and DeSantis basically split the the uh voters who you know they more than Trump got the voters who decided late uh but you know this notion that she had all the momentum was belied by that i mean she split yeah. it with DeSantis but the the point i was getting to is uh, you know, she's always throughout her life in politics tried to finesse stuff, you know, based on how her read of the current politics. Right. And she's trying here to finesse the unfinessable. And you look bad doing it. Yeah, no, exactly. And by trying to please everybody, she pleased no one. Now the question is, can she pull the independent trick in, in New Hampshire where Trump is weakness, but it, it, weakest? But it won't matter if she can't run the table and beat him twice in a row. Isn't the fundamental problem that Trump has great strength with one cohort that's really important in Republican primaries, and that's Republicans? Yeah, that I is mean, the she's problem. Real- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a spreadsheet where I thought, all right, if the big crossover happens, and she she does well 20% of the electorate, the 80, and I had Trump at 51 among the 80, the base Republican vote. I had her and DeSantis about uh, uh, tied. I think maybe I had him a point or two ahead there. But she didn't get the hamburger helper. New Hampshire is full of it. Iowa is not. It would have been an unnatural act. That's the bad bet right. I made. Um, but, you know, South Carolina is kind of a hybrid. It's not, it's open to, she'll do well in the eastern part, but... The R's there are harder than the the New Hampshire R's. They're more Trumpy, and right. she she needs she needs gasoline now to start moving it there, not just the New Hampshire sprint, which could be now Trump losing will still be a big moment. But and I have her, I have no faith in her or her staff's ability to ride that Bronco and make it work. And I think you know she'll be back in the, some dumb answer like slavery. She'll be pandering. She's becoming a politician, and Trump is the anti-politics politician, and that that bodes well for the end of the world and Trump. Gibbs, you speak in that weird dialect. Uh, Why don't you talk about what happens when they go down south? Well, I, look, I think that the challenge to build off of what Murphy said in terms of the 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 length of the calendar is once you get out of Nevada and go, or sorry, once you get out of New Hampshire and go to Nevada and then South Carolina and then a bunch of Southern states and Super Tuesday is that electorate is going to look far more like an Iowa electorate than it will like a New Hampshire electorate. And so the challenge is if she can't win an elect in an electorate that, and and it's interesting, you know, not only was the turnout appreciably down, but Donald Trump made that, made the Iowa caucus electorate look a lot better and, and a lot more of what he needed. Far more men voted uh, you know, there were less evangelicals, even as sort of Ron DeSantis placed all his bets on, you know, being the evangelical candidate. But when you roll into Nevada, particularly when you roll into South Carolina, she's going to be back in the norm of the Republican primaries where without a humiliating loss and bad behavior, Trump has quite the grip, as we all know. And then DeSantis, you know, the, the zombie. Oh, yeah, we'll get to DeSantis in a second, but just looking at the uh, entrance polls from last night. 
among white evangelicals, Trump 58, uh, DeSantis 23, Haley 11, among very conservative caucus goers, Trump 65, Haley 3, uh, among, uh, you know, so even among independents, Trump was at 47 and Haley was at 20, but it's a different kind of independent in this in this caucus. But the point is, when you look at among the people who call themselves MAGA, Trump 78, uh, Haley 3. So these are unforgiving numbers when you move into these pure Republican primaries, particularly yeah. in the South. You know, I was around a lot of my old Republican hack friends here over yeah. the last two days, freezing together. <laughs> and... Two of them made the same point independently, which made a lot of sense to me. I, I was out here last year in April. I gave a speech at the wonderful Culver Center. I think you've done mm-hmm. that gig too, Alex. I have, and, yes. And they're wonderful people. So one of them, an old pro, pulled me aside. You know, when you were out here in April, I was kind of where you are because then the real feeling was fear of Biden. You know, he's not great, but if we run Trump again, we can lose. That's totally right. gone now. Right. There, there's like thinking, right. no worry about Trump beating Biden. They think we get to avenge the loss. Trump will walk all over him. Biden's that bad. There's no risk. You know, we we can we can double down on the cult leader. And boy, oh boy, I think there's a lot of that in the air now. And that that's even going to be a factor in New Hampshire and beyond. It's not just yeah. an Iowa thing. I think that South Carolina is set up far more for a Trump than it is for a Nikki Haley. Yeah. I mean. This is more, much more like what South Carolina's going to be like than uh, than New yeah. Hampshire. She ran out of Republicans. So she'll have a home court, Ed. She'll have a home court thing there, but I think uh, not enough. She won't have a home court. She'll be from there. But again, the apparatus, Henry McMaster is the governor. He's already endorsed yes. Trump. The, the, yes. it's, it, she's, she's going to be playing a home game with the crowd being against her. And I yeah, think she'll be playing a home game in Charleston, <laughs> but including yeah, yeah. the minute she heads west. The other exactly. problem is in exactly. the inside yeah. world and why I've never liked her and, you know, but I've been for her to stop Trump. I'm still for her to stop Trump. She's got a lot of enemies piled up in the inside game back there. Nikki's had some, some sharp elbows over the well, years. Did you see and, the story, the story last night that, uh, who was Donald Trump on the phone to about a possible endorsement? Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Yeah, he'll have to fight Bergam for it. Who she appointed to the U.S. Senate. Let's stop for a minute and listen to a word from one of our fine sponsors. Played DeSantis' thing last night. They were just so excited about the fact that they were predicting uh, that we wouldn't be able uh, to get our ticket punched here out of Iowa. But I can tell you, because of your support, in spite of all of that that they threw at us, everyone against us, we've got our ticket punched out of Iowa. Ron DeSantis became a much better candidate by the end of that thing. And I don't know whether that's because of the dancing bear rule where if a bear dances, no one says, gee, he doesn't dance very well. He, he had so lowered expectations. Uh, you know, he was calling himself by the end, I'm the underdog and so on. He was the over, overdog for a long time. Yeah, and he had the loser's freedom. When you think you're dying, you suddenly say, what the hell, I'll be me. Try that for a change. And, and you get better. He turned out 
to be a better version of himself yeah. uh, during the final. Having said that, he's he's broke. He's still lost by 30 points. Yeah, he's dead. He's got no play in New Hampshire. When he says he's punched his ticket, I think it's on a Greyhound bus because that's about what he could afford. Uh, on his way out of uh, out of New Hampshire, you've got some material today. You've been we got. He's been practicing. Stop! Here. I was on uh, TV for seven hours last night, guys. I <laughs> think I had to come up with some stuff. There's an awful old Wall Street phrase: "The dead cat bounce." You take a dead cat, you throw it out a ten story window, a little bounce down the street, and people think it's alive. Well, meow, <laughs> Ron, you're a dead cat. Where are they going to go? I guess South Carolina. What do they do now? He showed up in South Carolina this morning, uh, and they say he's going to New Hampshire. Well, because he has a CNN town hall tonight. I mean, that's the right. only reason he's going to New Hampshire. And Nikki Haley's smart enough at least not to get on a stage with him, and only him. She said, you know, right. I'm going to debate. No I'm only yeah. going to walk onto a debate if Joe Biden or Donald Trump is there. Right. No, I mean, I, I'm I'm stunned, and it, 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 at some point, somebody will write a longer piece, and we'll have some reflection on it. This is a guy that was paying canvassers in California uh, as part of the long arc of the nomination and and forgot to set up any sort of organization inside of New Hampshire. He bet yeah. it all on Iowa, said he was going to win Iowa, and then last night his remarks were, I've got the shiniest silver medal you could possibly ever be awarded. And to yeah. your point, X, he lost by almost 30 points. He's got to go home to uh, Tallahassee and hang it on the wall because that's about as far as as far as he goes. He, he ought to throw the long ball. He ought to go to this thing in New Hampshire, and he ought to attack the hell out of New Hampshire. You guys are just a bunch of liberals who come into the <laughs> <Yeah>. primary. <laughs> you go ahead and stab Trump in the back. I'm heading to South Carolina where the damn Republicans are. We're going to start the revolution. That's right. That's smart, Mike. And let, let Nikki beat Trump and out of the chaos – Rise again, label her the great Democratic hope to take down, you know, the Republican movement and only I uh, and blow it all up because, you know, otherwise it's a test for him. He'll fail. But again, he's a zombie. No, he's I mean, wandering around looking for meat, but he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. I told you Murphy was smart. That that would be a good move. That would be a good yeah, move. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we would have spliced those two moments together. Mur Murphy, you obviously know a lot about New Hampshire. Axe and I only have bad memories from New Hampshire. They still talk about you guys up there. <laughs> Remember the time? Yes. Yeah. Well, we were riding high until about seven minutes before the polls closed. What What does Nikki Haley have to do? What does she's not going to get on a debate stage, presumably with Donald That's Trump? Good because for he's, her at this point, though, because all her right? bad instincts are then on camera. No, New Hampshire likes punishing Iowa. Yeah, that's what she has to do. Now, she, she has to use the line that she prematurely launched. Right, she <laughs> yeah. should have held it. No, no, she can <laughs> still win that primary. It's a little, it's less certain now. But remember, 45% of that primary or more are indies. So she'll, she'll win them by 15. So here's what she's doing that's killing her, though. She's irritating the Republicans by being for nothing, her natural state, just some word cloud, the cuttlefish factor. And then the... Republic, the, the Indies are smelling a phony, and they only see her as a vessel to punish Trump. So, you know, there's no strength in any of that. Uh, so she'll, she st can still do it there, but she's going to be isolated as a fluke winner in New Hampshire. And it's to the point now in the party where and DeSantis could be the commentator, the catalyst as he spirals down, calling, you know, literally label her uh, McCain. Yeah, she's the next McCain. We got to yeah. stop her in South Carolina, and all that will resonate. So, 
he'll be now an agent for Trump, in effect. In addition to Gibbs spending his money, all his money in Iowa, he also, by diving so far to the right to try and beat Trump, uh, completely mortgaged his chances in New Hampshire. Uh, So, uh, you know, I I think your strategy, Mike, is right. We should point out that Vivek uh, Ramaswamy uh, stepped out of the race last night, which may sound inconsequential to some people, but he did have 8% or so in the polls in uh, in uh, New Hampshire, and he's endorsing Trump today in New Hampshire. And I'm sure that to the extent that any of those folks vote, they're not going to vote for Haley. They're going to vote for they're going to vote for Trump. So that's going to give Trump a little edge. Trump is also pounding her on uh, immigration in New Hampshire, on um, on Social Security in New Hampshire. He'll probably hit her on taxes uh, in New Hampshire. And all of that while she's running this sort of ephemeral, uh, you know, I'm not Trump or Biden spot. I, I don't know. I, I, I you know. Well, she's Mike, trying to age now. It'll be two old guys. But the problem with that is, yeah, one of them's our old guy. She's never yeah. done the I I was there with him. I saw him at his best from the U.N. And then I saw it turn. I saw him cuddle up the North Korean dictators who murder their people like eating popcorn. I told him suck up to Putin and undercut the people who give weapons to the murderers. Of, and and he, I saw him spend like a Democrat. I saw it. I saw it. He was great. You know, give him a watch. And there was none of that. And instead, they tried to kiss Trump to death. And then at the last minute, they pull out kind of crappy small knives and they just all look like phonies. And, you know, it's it's a it's a grim deal. And uh, I just don't see her. I, I'm less worried about New Hampshire because if she wins it, it's it, she has to. But how does she win South Carolina? Because right. if you don't beat Trump twice to twice, he's going to grind you down. You win South Carolina, you can win Michigan. Okay, then let's take a break right here, and we'll be right back. Let's talk about Trump for a second. Like, I think the most surprising thing last night to me wasn't the result. I hate to say Murphy, but the uh, it was Trump's performance when he stood yeah they drugged up. him election night yeah the speech well but you know what I you know what I wonder about first of all Trump has the best campaign operation that he's ever had okay and that was reflected in Iowa where they actually built an operation that helped them in a on a forty below. Uh, wind chill night bring out their people and that's one of the reasons why he did well i think he his organization proved itself to him and they ha- he has a few rational people in that operation and, and i think they told him go out there and act like a winner and be gracious and send uh, this message that it's all over it would be so nice if we could Come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. I mean, that was so un-Trump-like. Yeah, but I'll footnote that because we talked about this before and we have a slight disagreement. I think Trump's a pussycat when he's 35 points ahead. 
Yes, if things it could start be, going that could be the motivation. bad for him. That's why if Nicky can clip him in New Hampshire, it'll still be an interesting few days because he'll throw all those guys out the window. He won't listen anymore. He'll he'll yeah. He'll well, that'll be the that'll be and the that's test. the window. That's the yeah. that's the I mean, last look, I think hope. He you know he showed up this morning at this uh, E. Jean Carroll defamation suit where he's already been found guilty of defaming her and. I think he thinks that anytime there's a court action, he should show up to underscore the fact that he is the victim and he's going wants to play the victim. I got to believe that some of his campaign people probably said, you know what, boss, it'd be better to go straight to New Hampshire. He didn't do that. So he's not totally in there uh, under their uh control yet and he may and as you point out mike he he he, he's he may not stay there the minute things don't go his way but yeah i think though he's just setting up accelerating this idea of everyone coming together right i think he's gonna yeah good of the party why are you running you're helping biden i mean strategically it was the right thing to do he wins in new hampshire and he says to everybody on on that stage right we don't need to go to Nevada and South Carolina. It's over. It's right. time for if us he, to come wins, together. Absolutely. No, I get it. I get the strategy. It's work. just untrump like. I mean, Mike might be right that, you know It is, except if you're winning. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, Stan, you know, it it would have been easy to see Trump on that stage crowing about how he had kicked everybody's ass. And uh instead he had nothing but kind words for Haley and uh and DeSantis, and, the, and except when you win, when you win by the margin he won by, it wasn't like you know. I mean, again, I I think you when you win by thirty points, when you win almost every county, even Trump can be somewhat magnanimous. Well, he can, but it but it's not his natural instinct. His natural instinct would be to say, "I understand what his natural instinct is." I'm telling you what I think his strategic his instinct. natural instinct would be to say, "I, I, I we, we, we did something no one ever did before. We won every county." We no, what he wants to do is kneel before me, and I may spare you. You know, but they they've got that. That's what he's going to get. He's going to get every senator that isn't in endorsing right. him to come out. Every member of the House is going to come out. Not that that's truly going to matter. DeSantis had the Iowa Senate and the Iowa House wired, and it didn't really matter. No, but what it does matter is it it, helped, it helps him augment the message you're talking about, which is, uh, you know, this is over. That's clearly being set up. And, and look, as quickly as he can get this done, because there are the one number we, we haven't spent as much time on is a third of Republican voters have serious reservations about Donald Trump being president if he's convicted. Right. His big criminal cases start right around Super Tuesday. He needs to have this thing wrapped up by Super Tuesday such that they can't unwrap this thing up uh, when he goes in front of a court system that, quite frankly, is a coin flip. Right. And the idea of, you know, he's losing this case in New York, the business case, this defamation suits an older case. But these federal these upcoming federal cases are are what's the real peril for him. And so. He's got a real impetus to get this thing locked up by the beginning of March. So I want to ask you guys about that. Yeah, you, 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 you're talking about these entrance polls. Do you think, uh, first of all, do you think Biden legitimately won in 2020? You know, everybody focused on the 68% who said no. 28% said yes. There, we call, let's just call them Murphy Republicans. And then the second one is Trump fit for presidency if convicted of a crime. 32% said no. Now, I don't think all of those people are going to, if it's Biden versus Trump, 
I don't think all of them are going to uh, vote. Uh, I, I think some of them are going to vote for Trump, but you don't need to peel that many off. Yeah. No, look, half the Republicans in the rock low turnout version, so very are, very basic, d- chose not to vote for Trump. But in a presidential reelect, when they think the president that's running for reelection is senile and unable to run an economy they believe causes pain, the standard to replace them with somebody is so low. So, you know, Trump is super vulnerable. I think if Biden were to drop out of the race tomorrow and run a chip, it might be better because nobody wants Trump in a general election. The problem is it's really easy to underestimate how much it's a binary choice of fire Biden or not. And I just have little confidence in them either to fix that. But yeah, there, there are ours who, you know, may... But then I worry that the, the, whatever the hell they're called, uh, third-party scam pack or whatever, that they go and yes. create a little escape valve for those people that's, to go waste their vote. A huge threat. For sure. And you kind of kind of see it in these trial heats where Trump does a notch better when those folks are in. I Well, assuming that, I mean, there's not going to be a, a chimp who's a, an American citizen uh, who you can slide in there who's over 35 years old. And a Democrat. I got a few in the House caucus <laughs> I could nominate, but they're all ours. But if you were strategically, what this says to me is this, if I'm screening for focus groups, if I'm looking at polling, I want to look very closely at this universe and I want to see how you peel these people away. This is the, this is the, there is a persuadable group of independents, Republican leading independents, and maybe a few Republicans in this universe who say, yes, Biden won, and yes, Trump would be unfit. And that's where I would like, I'd focus like a laser on these yep, people. And I'd here. also, you know, do the basic blocking and tackling and, and sort of having a message that is a contrast that you drive every day that is not just about democracy, but about the kind of day-to-day issues that people care about. And that's that's what, you know, we're still waiting to see from the Biden campaign. But I think last night was a good night for the Biden campaign in that sense, David, because the reality of it is, is is much, much closer time-wise to being Biden versus Trump. Yes, and I think yes. Biden needs a longer runway to remind people for longer periods of time about the diatribes and the dangers and the chaos and the vengeance that will ensue. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of that. And don't, you know, I, if I was in the Biden campaign, I'd set up some of those focus groups this coming week in New Hampshire, because you're going to get a much better test of an electorate to appeal that to, right? Iowa Republicans versus mm-hmm. New Hampshire Republicans. And don't forget, New Hampshire is as close to a swing state as we have that's outside of that sort of top five. It wasn't a huge victory uh, percentage-wise or number-wise for Biden in 2020. It's been a close state in a bunch of elections, but you can identify exactly who those people are in New Hampshire and what messages they react to, given the fact that Trump is going to be literally front and center in that state over the course of the next seven days. Yeah, no, they they hold the key in the key state suburbs, and they're who you've got to pile 80% of the election on. Though, again, the problem is, I think the Biden people will be tempted to let them all bitch about Trump, why they are not for it, which is why they're in the group instead of the harder work was how the hell do we get them to hold their nose right. for Biden? Right. That's the hard job. It's right. Negative ads are the easiest thing in politics. 
a positive ed that works is the hardest. So they, they've got to figure that out. And boy, I would tell them I would get the most coordinated, new media creative, younger surrogate group to follow Trump around and needle him. I would have stand-ups on the road. I'd have a whole thing. I'd give them a streaming channel and just poke the bear and let the bear continue to craze out. They've got to give people a taste of Trump 2.0 in the general election. You can still get regular voters to say, what, he's running? You know, so yeah. they, they've uh, really got to get that done because they don't have a messenger because of Biden's weaknesses. So they got to get the best anybody's ever seen at surrogate attacks. They really have to develop a discernible and repeated message because they do have good surrogates, but surrogates are less good if they don't know what to say because you haven't given them a play to run. So they've got to... Uh, Murphy saw the surrogates in uh, in Iowa, the Biden surrogates. Yeah, they had Katzenberg out here uh, because when when uh, Iowa looks for leadership, they 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 want to talk to Hollywood executives, and they had J.B. Pritzker, who has future plans for Iowa, rolling out of Chicago. So, yeah, they don't know what to do. And you're right; they they've got. And I agree. If the, it's got to be about motive, we we we've done it before in the show. But Biden wants to run a two point campaign. Well, three points. I'm not old. I beat him before, and the economy's better than you think. Quit whining. Read some statistics. And I don't think they have anybody who can change Biden. I think he is the angry old shouting gorilla inside. And, you know, the campaign reflects that. So they better they better come up with a change-up, because more of what they've been doing for a year uh, gives Trump an incredibly good shot to win. Let's take a short break and hear from our sponsors. You know, I've said this before here. I'm going to keep saying it, hoping that somebody somebody hears. But Oh, they hear you. It's just a reaction I think is a little different than we'd like. I think that this is what I would say if I were Biden. I know I'm freaking old. I've got a driver's license. It has a date on it. I know that. Uh, the other guy is as well. And that's not the issue here. The issue is what kind of what kind of country do we want? What kind of future are we planning, planting for our kids and our grandkids? And, uh, you know, this guy is consumed by his past and will be consumed by his past. Uh, and I'm working on a project here about the future, about, you know, whether we're going to have a good an economy where the middle, kids can grow up and you know, live a decent life, middle-class life about, and then yes, you know, where people can, where women can, you know, you can fit all of his issues, including democracy under that and paint a picture of the America that he's working toward. And then you, and you can put your accomplishments under that heading without sort of looking for credit, which is what he wants to do all the time. Yeah. yeah the whole campaign has been therapy for him and we got to get out of that business. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I think you're right, Robert. It absolutely, this, the quicker this thing tunnels down to the two of them, you know, we'll leave the third party thing out of it for a There's second. There's kind of an interesting hook, you know, that Trump is an old guy where it's all about him. Biden's an old guy. It's all about you. And the only thing older than Trump is Trump's ideas. Yes. Well, I think I said this before, but Saul Shore, who's a great, um, uh, 
who's a great Democratic uh, media consultant, did an ad for Ed Markey in his race against Joe Kennedy. Remember, they had this primary in yeah, 2022 great by Markey. for the yeah. Senate. Yeah, he came, Markey came back from like 24 points down. But one of the ads they did, Markey ran as the progressive in the race, and one of the ads they did was with AOC. And she's. I think the words were something like, um, it's not the age of the it's not the age of the man that I'm concerned about. It's the age of his ideas. And that is the kind of seed of I mean, that honestly got me thinking about this. I mean, you know, so there is a there is a message here that is legitimate and true. Uh, they just need to they need to execute on it and they need to get their candidate to buy into it. But really, people are not interested in Joe Biden and Donald Trump. They're interested in themselves and what their future is going to look like. And they're particularly interested in their kids and their grandkids. And so, like, what is the offer? Yeah, no, I agree. And how is it clean in a contrast? Because Trump is about him. And Biden is more likely suited to talk about the future. And Donald Trump is much more suited to talk about the past. So, quite frankly, you could get into this rhythm, I think, somewhat easily. Um, I agree with you. Some sort of, they did the Valley Forge speech, but it was much more just the straight contrast against Trump and democracy. And I think Murphy's point is a really a great one, which is, you know, how do you make the positive ad, not just the negative ad? The negative well, ad is, is the, the positive easy- ad. The one I'm describing exactly. is the positive ad. I know. I think this idea, you know, unfortunately, when, when you bring up age, you tend to hear from the White House or the campaign that the tendency is to be, or you hear from pundits who say, look, just don't talk about that. Right. And it's sort of yeah, like pretend it's not there. Yeah. The antler problem. It's Murphy's antler thing. Right. Yeah. You can't not talk about something that 60% of the people are concerned about, but put a lens on it, put a spin on it, broaden out the number of issues you're talking about, contrast the future versus the past on those issues. And I think. Look, that's as, that's as good as you can do. That's the best strategy they have. Yeah. I think one of the things they've got to be careful of is when they hammer the democracy thing for a while, it turns into, on a partisan basis, it feels like virtue signaling all the time. Yes, yes, yes. And Biden patting himself on the back. And the problem with the future is, this is where the Democrats have a lot of problems. They send the subtext that, that, that scares pissed off middle-class people who vote for Trump because, well, what is a democratic future? Is it a woke, stopple, socialist state? What is a meat and potatoes economic future that is a little less ideological and a little more a better life for you? Yes. And 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 so they're not great at that. Middle-class They Joe. used to be. Clinton was. <laughs> if you think of the last several months of the Biden campaign in 2020, they were very much about Scranton Joe. They were very much about working class people. That Democratic convention, and I, I give Stephanie Cutter, who was the sort of architect of that convention, a lot of credit. That convention was about middle class economics. It was about faith. It was about Biden's uh, uh, Biden's uh, attachment to the military and military families. Uh, the values that were sent there were broadly held values. It wasn't what you described, Mike. They've got to get back to more of that. They've got to get well, that, back. That's what I'm saying, because the perception yeah. is not that convention anymore. Biden was elected as the more moderate, safe Democrat right. who wasn't going to do Bernie-style health care and everything. And then he lurched left in office. 
in perception. We can argue about it or not, but it, that that the rise of Trump is partially the rise 2.0 has Biden fuel behind it. If Biden was doing great, you know, Trump would be a sideshow right now. And so they got to understand that they've got to get back to that formula again. Yeah, I agree. Um, and they've lost. I, I agree. I, I agree. Yes, he's he's perceived more as Washington Joe than Scranton Joe now. And failure Joe, which is unfair when you look at his legislative record, most successful Dem president in, in several. But the perception side is terrible. Inflation killed them because that's your car payment, your truck payment. And yeah. that's where they feel it. It's clear that they have to do this future past centered on the economy. I think the most stunning thing that we all see in polling is that, that people feel like the economy statistics aside, and I think Murphy's right, you, people get too inside the building and inside Washington get too focused on some Bureau of Labor statistics stat rather than sort of how people feel and their consumer confidence and where they're going. But, you know, this is where you've got to talk about tax cuts for the middle class versus yes. tax cuts for the wealthy. Yes, tax cuts yes. For shipping jobs yeah, overseas wins, versus manufacturing. Right. All yeah. that sort of stuff has to be centered on because, you know, again, it's startling that more people think that the economy was better under Trump than under Biden. That's the key to the whole election. And every time yeah. he loses that question, I think, holy Christ, this guy's going to lose to Trump. Right. That that's what they have to fix. They've got to rotate this argument as to who's you know the the whose side are you on uh, argument. Totally. Let me add one last point. And I'll shut up about this. The other thing they should do is run team versus team. Trump's got all dregs. General Flynn and the, the seditionist and the Department of Defense. They've got young stars like Gina Rolando, Pat Buttigieg, oh, Landry. Everybody's the drinking the young game. Stars. Everybody's... They're afraid the young stars make <laughs> them look old. They've already lost that battle because the problem is even if they lay out this great motive argument, who wins, who loses, the country still thinks, well, how's he going to do all that if he can't find his toothbrush? Yeah. And they got to surround him with the action team. He can't do it alone anymore. If you put your ear close to the speaker, listeners, you'll hear... The Gina, Gina, Gina chant led by Mike <laughs> yep, Murphy. Yep. I want to I raise a, another issue that is related to this, which is, you know, Trump is clearly, clearly leaning, as he did last time, but uh, into the issue of immigration and the border stuff. And boy, I'll tell you what, man, if I were Biden, I would meet the Republicans more than halfway on this. And then I would challenge them when they turn it down, whatever it is that he offers. And I would say, what is the truth? Which is, I am willing to go way, you know, down the road on this and find a mutually agreeable answer because this is a big problem and we need to solve it. The problem is they don't want to solve it. They want the issue. They'd rather have the issue than the solution. And, you know, and that leads into what I think is a great strength of Biden's, which is he has proven several times during this administration, he actually is willing to work with the other side. He is willing to be reasonable. And, uh, and I, by the way, they're refusing to work with him on the issue. I think I would pin that right on Donald Trump and say they're taking their orders from Trump. Trump doesn't want a solution to this problem. I've gone on offense on this issue. They're, they're way too passive on this, and I think they're underestimating the power of the issue. No, I agree. It, they're, they're bleeding from an artery, and 
It's a two-point plan. They try to make the legislative deal and flip the table. And I would go find whoever the next Schwarzkopf is or some tough guy general, put them in charge, and somebody who can play politics and say, well, the politicians are talking. We've got an action plan. Some czar will get 80 days mm-hmm. of goodwill to, to cover right. the big turn. Offense always works. I mean, I've done so many governor campaigns. Well, Republicans can't talk about education. Well, it's number one issue. Let's go on offense on it. And it tends to work. Offense always works. Yeah. Well, especially if the question about you is whether you have the sort of energy and gumption, uh, offense becomes even more important. Right. And uh, so, no, I, anyway. Here we are, one week out of New Hampshire. We will be back. I think we're going to delay the show a day, right? So we can do it Wednesday after the. Yeah, we should. Yeah. After the rubble. Murphy, do you think when we sit here a week and a day from now, Haley will have won New Hampshire or not? I will make a prediction on that. I <laughs> said all year, all year, I cracked crystal ball. Cracked crystal ball. <laughs> that I thought there was an excellent chance Trump would be upset in New Hampshire. And I'll give my final uh, prediction on what will happen in New Hampshire after you guys make your predictions about what will happen in New Hampshire. I'm going to get you out on the crow plank a little. I think Trump's going to win New Hampshire. I think Trump's going to win New Hampshire as well. I think it's a coin flip. Well, that's not a prediction. <laughs> for crying yeah. out loud. He's gotten, finally, he's gotten burned so much, he's not going to say venture no, no, I've always said, it's a guy you know, who owes I, a lot I, of people dinners. Bet, <laughs> the safe bet is Trump wins New Hampshire. My gut tells me that the secret New Hampshire slogan of bleep me, f- <laughs> Iowa, is somewhat in play here. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a play. If I had more faith in Nikki, I'd definitely say she's going to win New Hampshire. If I have to guess, I've reluctantly gunned to my head. Yeah, I think she edges us out in New Hampshire, but I have very little confidence behind that. It really is a coin flip in my view. When do we collect all these bets? Yeah. No, listen, I think it could be close. I'm not saying it's not going to, that she's not going to, she's clearly going to do better than she did in Iowa. And, uh, you know, because she, you, because of the participation of, she's doing three or four points there now. It's just, how does she perform the next 150 hours? And you got DeSantis muddling everything up now. One quick piece of advice for Nikki, because at the very end of, New, of Iowa, they were doing events and not taking questions. Yeah. We tried this to remember David in the week between Iowa and New Hampshire in 2008 yeah we screwed everything up yeah yeah and we got off our rhythm we played it a little bit safe came like a conquering army there's nothing to for nikki to play safe about right she's no, this is a one-shot she's deal blowing it she's not doing an mur debate whether she's that's given her demands. default position though yeah yeah she needs every debate she can get and she needs to win them i would get on that stage in all those different towns and say whatever you want ask me that question i'll even ask you know why why the civil war start we'll be here until you have no more questions i'm ready to earn your vote i don't know that that's going to work but yeah you're right you're right somebody needs to grab her by the past of lapels and say stop thinking you're protecting something there's nothing to protect here you're you're going down the drain you got to grab every debate and you got to win every moment of the next seven days you got four chips put them in the middle of the table and deal them yeah well you got to perform you're going to have a microphone. You're going to have to perform every minute. I mean, I think this race is all but done. But yes. if he wins New Hampshire, then it is done. You know, it it's is. very rare for anyone to win. Oh, yeah, it's totally done. It's yeah, yeah. 
New Hampshire gives her a shot for a harder upset three and a half weeks later, followed by another harder upset in a couple. But but that said, if she can beat them twice, she can roll the table. You got California, massive delegate pile in early March. Super Tuesday is not all Southern. But but anyway, right now, I don't see the toolkit. She's like a great double-A baseball player. I should have raised this earlier before we go, just to raise everybody's anxiety. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about, <laughs> Jesus. if Trump need. is convicted, that's a big problem for him. I don't imagine he's going to be acquitted. I think the evidence is probably really very strong, and I think Jack Smith is not we haven't seen him turn his cards uh all his cards over yet in, in, including uh Mark Meadows and others who may testify there that said if Trump were acquitted in yeah, if he's the nominee if he's won New Hampshire and he's steamrolling and now the democrat conspiracy machine of crooked lawyers appointed by the evil Barack Obama have taken our to Joe try Biden, to rig the election with the with a lawsuit, I'm just doing the republic speak on oh, this I see. from yeah, the Trump yeah, yeah, side. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course. I don't believe that. I think Trump ought to be in prison. But the point is, once he's got the winner veneer of nominee, he beat the challenger, the question is decided, and they go after him, it totally politicizes the whole thing. And the, the, the republic world will fall right behind him, tragically. Of course, if he, felt like it, if he felt like that was a likely outcome, he wouldn't be trying so hard to keep the trial from happening. So Yeah, well, he's going to fight every fight he can legally. But the narrative of it, once he's the nominee and we're deciding the election in the courts, not at the ballot box, yeah, as richly as he deserves leg irons, it's going to get tougher. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, go through the entrails of New Hampshire when they're when they'll be on the trails of New Hampshire this weekend. We'll go through the entrails of New Hampshire next week. We're going to be joined after New Hampshire if Trump wins with our special guest, the Minister of Tourism and Immigration from Portugal, uh, applying for <laughs> your citizen on their new speed track process and the lovely seaside condominiums that are reasonably Something priced out there. Something to look forward to. I actually have a big announcement next week, but I'll wait till then to make it about uh, something I'm cooking up. Stay tuned. That'll keep people uh, interested. Good. The code word kilowatt. All right. Gentlemen, a pleasure. Talk to you then. Talk to you in a week. As always. I feel like we should have roasted you more. Nah, don't worry. You're, you're getting around to it. You can't help it. You're a nice guy, Gibbs. I'm trying. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.